Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back into the Bama on three show. This is your host, Clint Lamb, and I've got a special guest this morning. She's not going to continue to be a special guest, but it's the first time she's joined the show. Nikki Chavanel. Nikki, how are you doing this morning? I am fantastic, Clint. Just uh, getting ready for potentially some big news tomorrow. It's yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be big news for somebody. It's just a matter of is it Alabama or is it somebody else? But uh, senior recruiting reporter analyst for On Three and BCS Alabama does a fantastic job over there. You know, Nikki, how long have you been with On Three? So I, you know, joined uh, right before the launch. So in uh, July and I was covering uh, Arkansas for Rivals and I did that for three years. And before that, I was at SMU where I was a student. And then I also worked for Rivals after I graduated. So uh, I've been around, just not on the Alabama beat for very long. So were you doing football coverage and recruiting or was it just recruiting for, for on Arkansas? Yeah, I was doing, I was mainly focused on recruiting, but yeah, we were, we were a small operation. So I was all over team stuff as well, which was really fun. I enjoy uh, watching the recruits that I covered, you know, go on and and play uh, at that level. So that was fun. Yeah, that's awesome uh, that you were able to do both and recruiting for Alabama. I mean, I mean, these these recruiting podcasts and all the stuff you do as far as the war rooms and and stuff like that is popular amongst the fans because Alabama is pretty much involved with 
seemingly or it just feels like every single major recruit out there, Alabama is involved, at least to some degree. But uh, we'll just go ahead and dive right in because a lot of big news on the recruiting front for Alabama or potentially a lot of big news. So I'll just, you know, give you the, the basic question of what's going on in the recruiting world for Alabama right now. Yeah, well, I think the biggest news uh, that could potentially come tomorrow, uh, Justice Finkley, the uh, number 191 prospect in the nation, four-star defensive lineman. Uh, he's got a top three of Alabama, Texas, and Colorado, and he is announcing his decision at First Baptist Church in Trustville tomorrow at 5.15 Eastern time. Uh, and it's really one of those situations where no one knows at this point where he's going. He's obviously uh, an Alabama native. Uh, he's been to Alabama several times. His last visit was to Tuscaloosa for the Champions Cookout. Uh, but uh, Texas has been recruiting him very hard, even with six other defensive linemen uh, already committed to their 2022 class. Uh, you know, Alabama only has three. Um, but they, they've still recruited him that hard, even after just like last two weeks, they got two new ones. Uh, so that is a worry for Alabama. And then Colorado, his, his parents are big fans of Colorado and he took an official visit there. Uh, so it might be a surprise, like a genuine surprise, which doesn't happen too often. Uh, you know, especially for Alabama fans. We pause for an update. Finkley just tweeted, I'm going where I can play with the best of the best. After recently tweeting and then deleting, y'all ready? Dot, 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 elephant emoji. <laughs> no way. If, he he, if, that? if he's not, if he's not picking Alabama, he's completely trolling. Yeah. To a point where there's going to be a lot of upset people that wouldn't have been yeah. upset otherwise. Now back to the show. Yeah, and you know, watching the tape on him, he's not a very long guy. He's only six two, like two hundred and fifty pounds, I think, uh, two fifty five, something like that. Very uh, powerful. Does a great job with a leverage game. I, I would be curious to see how Alabama ended up using him if he ends up committing, just because he kind of he feels like a guy who could end up being a tweener. He can play inside a little bit. He's definitely you know got edge potential as well, but certainly a guy that would be a useful piece in Alabama's twenty twenty two class. And so he's committing tomorrow evening correct yes 5 15 eastern 4 15 central um i believe it's being broadcast by cbs i think so you can check that out but yeah what you said about his size it really is interesting uh if you're already a bcs subscriber you can go check it out but jimmy stein he broke down what alabama has done in the past with prospects uh of finkley's size and there was no one exactly the same uh, but, you know, they've they've bolted guys up for the most part and put them on the defensive line. Um, those are the most successful examples like Jonathan Allen. Uh, but he he definitely has, you know, outside linebacker potential as well, which is, you know, um, I, I, I got to ask. I mean, from a confidence standpoint, you I think on the war uh, room piece that you did. Just over 50%. So for you, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a toss-up at this point. There, there, I, as you said, he's not really leaning one way or the other, at least not publicly. If you had to guess right now, and I mean, I, I'm not saying no one's going to hold you to it and get upset at you if you end up being wrong, but do you think Alabama is, is you know, a legitimate candidate or do you think Texas is probably the favorite and if Alabama ended up getting him, would it be, I guess, you know, a surprise or would it be kind of expected somewhat if he ended up picking Alabama or going with someone like Texas or Colorado? 
I definitely put, you know, 55% for Alabama because I feel like as the home state school and as being Alabama, uh, I just think they have the edge. Uh, He knows what he would be getting into at Alabama. The recruits have also helped to get him on board. Um, But the big thing with him is he wants to be a doctor of some sort and UT does have a really good medical program. His parents are both PhDs, I believe. So academics is high on their list. Uh, So Texas, I think they could surprise. It would be a surprise, I think, because Texas hasn't gotten many prospects that Alabama has wanted on the defensive line for a a really long time. Um, Colorado, I don't really see as an option. He's just such a big time recruit. Uh, It would that would be uh, the the upset uh, of the recruiting cycle, perhaps if he actually picked Colorado. They haven't had a prospect ranked as highly as him in several recruiting classes, um, so I just don't see that as a real option. But if it was Texas, I don't know. I, I in this specific case, because of his you know very academic focused uh, goals, uh, it might be the Longhorns. So Colorado is kind of just a maybe a, a hat school, you know, one that you throw up and kind of give a nod to on the day that you're kind of picking. Um, but so you think it's more of a Texas Alabama thing, and I completely agree from everything I've read and heard. Which I'm not, I don't have my ear to the ground like you do as far as the recruiting trail. But that seems to be where everybody is leaning. Um, so I would be curious to see how that ends up turning out. But it's not just Justice Finkley. You got Barry and Brown. You got Shaz Preston, Elijah Pritchett. So tell me a little bit about those guys because. You know, of those three, who do you think is the next to potentially pop and maybe be a commitment for Alabama? Uh, Barry and Brown, the Pearl Cone wide receiver out of Nashville, uh, six foot one, 180 pounds. Uh, he only took two official visits this summer, one to Alabama and one to TCU. And he named those two as his top options. Ole Miss uh, has made a push for him. I mean, he's a five star in the on three rankings. I'm not sure any other outlet has him as high as on three does. Um, But I think that Alabama has put in the work for him and uh, I could see him popping this month, although he hasn't specifically, you know, put any kind of date out there. Uh, But when you put Alabama next to TCU, I mean, it's a pretty clear choice. I think for anyone trying to get to the NFL, not that, you know, Horned Frogs guys haven't gone to the NFL. It's just a lot more likely at Alabama and uh, the, the on three analyst sees him as a, a Henry Ruggs uh, type. And I'm sure Bama fans like to hear that uh, Shaz Preston. I mean, that's another top 100 wide receiver. He's from Louisiana and the LSU Tigers are definitely the team to beat for him. Although everything he said about Alabama has been so complimentary uh, just he knows that he would be going against the best of the best every single day in practice, and he likes that. And, you know, the way that the season plays out, I think the longer he waits to make a decision, probably the better it is for Alabama because they're just going to continue winning, and and who knows what's going to happen with LSU season. Yeah, the, the two receivers are, are some, you know, a, a duo that interests me as well because they kind of fit that mold um, to some degree, Alabama got away from it a little bit with guys like Ja'Cory Brooks and Ajayi Hall as far as the length and the size. With Barry and Brown and Shaz Preston, you know, both those two guys, six foot, 
180, <clears throat> 100, uh, 190 pounds. Barry and Browns, from what I've seen, you know, uh, on his highlight tape, I haven't been able to get any true, um, you know, clips as far as his high school clips. And I, I think you can only tell so much from a highlight reel. But true burner, I mean, he, he showed that plenty on his highlight tape. Still seems like he's kind of learning the nuances of the position, but there's tremendous upside there. And then with Shaz Preston, you know, he's got that versatility. He can play inside or out, whether it be in the slot or on the perimeter. You know, he doesn't mind playing in traffic. It seems like he, he you know, can do a lot after the catch. So two guys who fit that mold of that Henry Ruggs third, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, you know, uh, styles of players where they're not exactly, you know, big body receivers and they're not going to win necessarily by out physically people, you know, Barry and Brown is a, a physical player and is willing to go up and, and, you know, win 50, 50 balls. But those are two guys that I think would fit in Alabama's offense pretty well. Uh, and then Elijah Pritchett, which is one, you know, that I've been kind of curious about. He, he's just ranked outside of the top 125. He's a four-star prospect um, from everything that I've heard. He's down to Alabama, Florida state and Georgia. And I think maybe USC might be in there as well. You know, do we know anything about Elijah and, and kind of where he's, you know, as far as where he's trending, maybe? Well, he's he's looking to commit this fall, and it seems like Florida State has the momentum with the uh, Georgia native. Um, he wants to get to some more visits, but uh, he's going to be um, at Florida. Well, he was at Florida State for the first week, and sometimes that, you know, kind of helps you. Uh, evaluate where their priorities are. Uh, he's from Georgia, so he could have been at the uh, Alabama-Miami game, and he he chose not to do that. So I think that kind of tells you where his priorities are at this point. But uh, just breaking on the uh, BCS board, Alabama's locked in an official visit with Devin Campbell. So uh, lots of offensive line targets still out there that are highly ranked, and uh, Alabama is still very much in it. And that's something that's, you know, we've, we've kind of seen Alabama trending. It's been like an every other year sort of thing. You know, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, they had a heck of a class with Evan Neal and Pierce Quick and Amari Kite and all those guys, uh, Darian Dowcourt, Tanner Bowles. And then the next year, you know, you didn't get a whole lot of high-profile guys. You've got some excellent developmental guys. you got J.V. on Cohen, who's now your starting left guard. you got Damian George, who's been in that right tackle competition. The coaching staff still likes him long-term. But then the next year, you have historically one of the best offensive line classes of all time. Um, and so, you know, just seeing that group in the way that now we're kind of supposed to see them maybe in a down year, they're still out there recruiting the offensive line. There, You can never have too many with the new, you know, one-time transfer rule. You never know who's going to be leaving, who, um, you know, might have not left otherwise without that transfer rule. So you want to stay on top of things. Um, and so, the, uh, yeah, very interesting as far as the offensive line stuff. And with Elijah Pritchett, if he goes to Florida State, that's huge for them uh, because they've struggled to recruit the offensive line in recent years. They struggled to protect those quarterbacks. And so that would be a huge get for them. But for Alabama, I know that they're extremely high on him and would love to add, add him to the you know depth and rotation and let him compete for a starting job starting in 2022. The last question that I'm going to ask uh, is about Zach Pyron, uh, the quarterback from Pinson Valley, a former Baylor commit, three-star guy. He's part of the 2022 class, and you got Ty Simpson. And Alabama's had success in the past. I mean, you think um, you had Paul Tyson and, and Leah Tungavaloa. You had Tua Tungavaloa and Mac Jones. Of course, that's the one that everybody's going to look at as far as developing two first-round quarterbacks from the same class. But with Zach Pyron, is, is 
he a serious consideration for Alabama? And do you think he ends up, you know, committing at some point? Well, he threw for Alabama this summer, and that was enough for them to keep up consistent communication. And that's always a good sign. That means they're, you know, they want to keep his interest, uh, even while he was committed to Baylor for what, like six months. Um, and then they invited him to the game. Um, I don't think that's just because he's an Alabama fan. I think that's because they really um, want to get to know him better and decide, is this someone that is worth using a, a second spot for another quarterback when we already have someone like Ty Simpson, who by all means looks like he's going to be very good. So um, yeah, I think that it's definitely possible. They're probably just keeping him in the mix um, to evaluate his tape this year and see where that goes. But obviously him decommitting from Baylor uh, is not just random. He did get offers from Vanderbilt and uh, Arkansas, but uh, you know, if Alabama comes calling, I think that that's where he's going to go. Interesting. Yeah. And you know, with like, like I was saying about the one-time transfer rule, you can never have too many quarterbacks nowadays. I mean, the, the days of signing just one f- for every class, I mean, granted, that's something that pretty much becomes a must, uh, but, you know, trying to get two just in case something ends up happening and trying to keep up your depth. You, you at least want three, you know, somewhat quality quarterbacks. They might lack experience or maybe they're, you know, a good, not great prospect, but at the same time, you, you at least want three guys. You want to be able to go three deep with guys that you somewhat trust uh, to be able to perform at a high level, especially at a place like Alabama. And Zach Pyron is the perfect kind of second quarterback option as far as bringing him in. He's not as highly recruited as some of these other guys, but Alabama has proven they can take the five-star and, and, and make him into a five-star, you know, NFL talent. Uh, and they can take the, the lowly rated Mac Jones of the world. Uh, who's a three-star, four-star, depending on the recruiting service and turn him into you know, a first round top 15 talent in the NFL as well. So you got the development side of things uh, on top of being able to, you know, have guys live up to all the hype that are a lot more highly recruited. Nikki, can't tell you how much I appreciate you hopping on here with me. This has been a ton of fun. It's been very informative. Alabama's got a ton going on. Maybe the next time we're talking, maybe sometime next week or in a couple of weeks or whenever you're free and we can get you back on. We're talking about a new commitment in Justice Finkley for Alabama and kind of, you know, if, if he does end up committing, we'll talk a lot more about maybe how he would fit in Alabama's plans moving forward. But, um, you know, tons of prospects uh, on the horizon for Alabama. And we'll just kind of – I mean, this is obviously going to be one of the best classes in the country. It's obviously trending in that direction with all the commitments they got. I think they're at 14 right now. Several, you know, multiple top 100 guys. Definitely a lot of, you know, guys in the top 150 as far as the on three recruiting rankings. So we'll kind of see where it goes from here. Nikki, I appreciate you joining me this morning. Yep. Thanks, Clint. No problem. This has been another episode of the Bama on 3 show, and I'm your host, Clint Lamb. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit 
FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.